0: Voicing your speakers right now. That's us, Nick and Sean Thomas from the HQ Boys here with a brand new episode of That Rules. Um, I wish we had
1: like a tagline for the show, like a slogan. You said you said something about Mondays don't suck, or something. Yeah, wow, it is that? Monday.
0: I feel like is that something you say as like a subtitle of the show, like That Rules the blank 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 blank. You know what I mean? The re- yeah. maybe it's the reason Mondays are good. Yeah. Welcome to that rules. The the reason that Mondays rule. Making Mondays great again. Making mon no. <laughs> and I'm sad that not only am I sad you said it, I'm sad you got me to staffway say it. Um we're work we're workshopping a slogan, but it's something about Mondays don't suck. We're gonna put Garfield on a shirt, crosses his face out or something. We'll see.
1: Oh yeah. I'm- we should put Garfield in a shirt that says that rules. Oh, this is good. But it's actually just simba. Monday's rule. Yeah. Remember yeah. life is good. Yeah, how could I forget
0: something with that? But Mondays are good, but because they they had the life is bad. Anyway, <laughs> as always, this episode and show is brought to you by Espionage VR. I know we got some gamers in the chat right now, some gamers on your audio listeners, and if you need some uh, fresh digs, some shirts, some sweatpants, some shorts, I'm not wearing it right now because I'm still waiting <laughs> on Hosey to send me my new stuff. Honestly, he said but- Wednesday. Thank freaking Christ. I'll wear it on the HQ cast. But anyway, if you go to espionagevr.com and use code HQ15, you're going to get 15% off some of the coolest video game nostalgia shirts ever.
1: And just shout out to Hosian because I love them. Can I tell you an annoying thing I've done two days in a row now? Yeah. So I, this is my routine, I get up, yep. immediately beeline to the bathroom to do some sort of one or two. Some evil. Then <laughs> yeah. this morning I was like, well, I'm going to shower first thing. That way I'm like ready. We can go to the studio later. And I did this yesterday, too. I was like, I'm going to wake up and shower. When I'm in the bathroom yeah. doing number one or two, I'm like, yeah. I need to shave. Yeah. Like, my beard's too big. I got to shave. Kay. And then I do number one or two. I look at my phone. I yeah. go, oh, I just start my shower. Yeah. And then just, boom, I just get in the shower and it's no like shaving yeah do you prefer to shave and then shower yes because okay. you get hair everywhere yeah, and you right. definitely can't shower and then shave because then the hair gets stuck to you yeah, right did it twice in a row today and i was like how many times can i do this it's like when we were leaving the fucking elgato stuff at home right yeah guys if only you knew <laughs> when we got elgato sent us stuff like two months ago now maybe a month ago whatever and it was a massive box with like five microphones key lights it's right there. I'm looking at it. The box is huge. <laughs> and we we left it at home, like we,
0: six for, times in a row. Yeah,
1: like a, like a complete week straight. And th- like that has just now followed me into forgetting to shower. I forgetting need- to shave. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Forgetting <laughs> to shave. Oops. You definitely showered. Um, but yeah, I I just hate myself more every day. I wonder
0: if we can come up with like a like a mnemonic device, like Sean
1: shaves. Sean Sean's shaving. Showers. Sean's shaving. Here's the thing. It's it. Show. Sean's some, shaving show. Someone already made it. It's shit shave, and then shower. I'm just okay. I'm just skipping step two for some reason. That's bad. I'm so efficient. I go right to <laughs> step three. I guess. Um,
0: well, I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't notice that your beard was big or anything. It's at least you can grow one. I'm just stuck with the mustache.
1: Dude, speaking of which. Yeah. I need to I need to air, air a grievance on this show. With uh, me. No, not oh, with you. Thank God. Um, Can't uh, handle that. With, life. with Bert. Bert. Oh, yeah. So we get, we, you know, we're internet celebrities now. So naturally, we got an Instagram, we got some Instagram hater, YouTube hater, a YouTube commenter. And uh, it's from this guy. His name is Bert2481. And, and if you're in the chat right
0: now, Bert, give us an explanation as to why you had to say such a mean thing.
1: He just goes, some men grow beards to hide insecurity. I don't even think we talked about beards on that episode. We didn't talk about beards. I'm like, maybe, maybe he's insecure because, you know, th- the boys can grow beards and he can't. That's so. me.
0: That, it's my secret account. Wow, <laughs> yeah, we, we, got the, it. we got
1: to the bottom of birds. Nick's burners. Um, but yeah, so thanks for, thanks for saying I can grow a beard, but I wish that I shaved it. Anyway, Nick, I don't remember who started last time. Well, I have an update. Oh, what's, what, what is the update? So last
0: time, and you can start this time, because last time I did talk about Hype Milk first. And I have an incredibly unfortunate update Uh about Oatly. Uh oh. So I know everyone listened uh to the last episode, but I'm still gonna give you a quick refresher. Yep. Last week I talked about hype milk. Hype milk is like all of these milk alternatives that LA slash the world has. We got oat milk, we got chobani, like different types of almond milk, coconut milk, oat milk, whatever. They're making yogurts that are dairy free. They're making I oh, at least making ice cream now that I'm really interested in trying, but and I did think I said <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Oh man. You I got to go back to the English school, but I think I said Oatly was my favorite one yep. at the time. Yeah. Bad news. Oatly, one of Oatly's main investors, mm. is a company that funds the deforestation of the Amazon, mm, which good. we hate, especially since Oatly's whole thing is like trying to make a more sustainable planet because... It's a vegan food brand. Yep. And they they're one of their biggest investors is uh, funding the deforestation of the Amazon, which is evil and bad, of course. And it sucks because, like, you would think that Oatly, who is, like, all about sustain and, like, you know, they're we're cutting down on, like, water and we're cutting down on livestock use and, like, emissions and the footprint and whatever by using, by creating, like, oat milk and making that, like, this big thing. Um, they're now, like, kind of in the pockets of the bad guy, sort of the enemy. So I did like a little bit of research, couldn't find much, but their last Instagram post was six days ago. Mm. And I saw this news from articles that were two days ago. Mm. So there's been no like rebuttal, I guess on Twitter, like people are kind of firing up a storm with them, but I I haven't seen much. Um, Now, something that I, that I saw, which was a very hopeful outlook on it, was that maybe by Oatly partnering with this, Investment company, they can change their ways Mm -hmm. um, Which is something that happened with Ben and Jerry's and when they were uh, working with a company that was like sort of evil and Hopefully that's the case, but it's tough to say and like who fucking knows and money's gonna buy people any which way So like I'm not like too hopeful of it But I guess we have to boycott Oatly now and go back to Chobani Which is fine because I'm drinking Chobani chocolate milk right now, which is excellent And I guess I'll just have to find a different ice cream alternative for now
1: unlucky man and yeah would seem crazier yeah <clears throat> Oatly doesn't tweet very often yeah uh, the last time they did tweet was basically uh, two days ago uh, just trying vaguely trying to defend themselves yeah uh, this girl tweets In need of oat milk recommendations since Oatly is no longer an option. Somebody says, what happened to them? Then replies, never mind. We hate at Oatly. Then Oatly comes to their own defense. Hi, we are sorry to hear this. Our values haven't changed. We're still the same oat milk company focused on promoting plant-based consumption for the sake of the planet. If you have any specific questions, we'd be happy to answer. This person replies, where is this energy for the Amazon rainforest? No reply.
0: Yeah. So it's definitely a bummer. That doesn't look too great. No. Um and you know I just wanted to to come out and say even though I was I was praising Yep. Hype Milk last week. Yeah. Not really trying to save face, but I just want to like be on the on the right side of history, or I, I don't feel right about
1: about <laughs> promoting Oatly to our 10 listeners. That's right. I like I respect the integrity. Um <clears throat> just a little update for everyone. Now now I feel like we're, but see if we're going to go there, we got to look into everything. We got to look into friendly farms. We got to look into Okay.
0: That's our homework.
1: I feel like there's. That's our. We have to do our due diligence. There's gonna be no milk left, (laughs) (laughs) which which my body would love. Um, So this week I wanted to talk about something that um, I actually it actually kind of came to me in a conversation. Oh, that's not where my notes are. Came to me in a conversation with Aoi yesterday when we were driving because we went to a Japanese bakery, and it was in Santa Monica, and the drive brought me the exact same way that I used to drive when I went to LCS. And I just, I said to her, I was like, oh, this is how I used to drive going to LCS. I kind of miss it. And she's like, do you miss the traffic? And I was like, no, I don't really miss the traffic, but I do miss LCS because it was um, the other day when we went to Best Buy. I started to think about how that area of California is, it feels so familiar to me now because it was where we moved and whatever. But when I was there, it never felt like home or anything, mm, mm, you know? Mm-hmm. And is there a chopper above us? Yeah. Nice. Um, and when I moved to or when we moved to Boyle Heights, you know, all of a sudden I was like, oh, I missed that Best Buy. Right, and, yeah. And whatever. we missed a
0: lot of a lot of parts about Monterey. Park. Yeah.
1: We yeah, we fucked up. <laughs> and, and now I think like what will happen if and when we leave Boyle Heights and whatever. So when I think about um, LCS, it was exactly the same thing. So it, when I got hired by Hundred Thieves, I feel like I've told this story a million times, but when I got hired, they were like, What are your favorite esports? And I actually wasn't like a big esports guy. I watched some Fortnite and I watched some fighting games, but that was basically it. And I was like, you know, I like Fortnite and I, I like Call of Duty. That was a lie. Um I hadn't even like played I guess I had played Black Ops. Um and I was like, you know, I like fighting games. And they're like talking to the president of the company, John Robinson. He's like, What about League of Legends? And I was like, I knew they had a league team, so I wasn't just gonna right. be like, fuck that game. But yeah, I was yeah. like, ah, uh, it's not really for me. I'm like, you know, I don't really play it and whatever. And John was like, Oh, I love League of Legends, man. Like I, I play it so much. And he was like, I'm obsessed with it. And I was like, Really? Yeah. League of Legends? And he was like, Yeah, I just love it, man. And I was like, Oh, word. And he's like, Well, what do you think about shooting our League of Legends series? And I was like, Um, I love League of Legends. <laughs> right. So Um and I and I was thinking, I really went through the first four months at 100 Thieves not knowing anything about league mm-hmm. I, and it was actually i i find myself in this position a lot in my life just by like virtue of being a videographer but like you know i would go to to india and be with these like massive celebrities and it just meant none that that meant nothing to me but it didn't mean as much to me as it probably should have because i just didn't have the context sure. same thing with lcs like yeah. i'm at this place that people would kill to be at mm-hmm. around people players and staff and whatever that people would kill to be around. And I'm just like eating the fucking fruit gummies and like trying to find where the stage is. So, uh, and I really navigated that for four months straight knowing nothing. Basically I would just, you know, people would be like, how the fuck can you shoot this? Like you don't know what's happening in the game. I'm like, Oh, I just know they would say Afro and now point the camera at Afro I just had to know five names and that was it. Yeah. Um, and I think about how, when I went to Korea and really started to hang out with Zach more was when I really became interested in it. Like obviously when I started at at Hundred Thieves shooting the LCS stuff, you and I were like, well, let's try to play League, and we played it and we were like, this fucking blows. <laughs> it Dude, is the tutorial
0: was like not welcoming or no. fun at all. I like didn't get it and I had never played like a MOBA. Yeah. So it was like two whole new things I had yeah. to no, try it, to figure out. It was, it was a
1: it was a really tough learning curve and. You know, I went to Korea and I just I spent so much time with Zach and I spent so much time just watching them play League. And this is also after shooting Academy and whatever mm-hmm. that I came home and I was like, okay, we're gonna really try League of Legends yes. now. And um then that following split when I got to go back to LCS, I started to be able to recognize champions. Mm-hmm. I started to like be able to understand a little bit of what was happening on screen. And it wasn't until spring split twenty twenty when I went back to LCS and it felt like this, like uh, not that I've ever been to one, but it felt like a high school reunion. It felt like home again. Uh, and it was just this really bizarre feeling of like, you know, the player managers knew who I was, people from team liquid and FlyQuest and whatever. And like, and just like, you know, obviously being back with the hundred thieves crew. And it was just, I don't know how to explain it. It just felt like I was like, just felt like I was home. And I was thinking about how, much of a bummer it has been that I think that is probably the one thing that I miss actually the most is being able to not only go shoot LCS, but even just after, um, I left hundred thieves, you and I would still go and like watch all the games, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. Um, and it's just not the same, like watching it from home, you know, like, no, like just because especially like hearing the way the crowd would react to crazy stuff and getting to hear people be idiots and what they're talking about and whatever. Um, I don't know, just go- going to LCS. I guess it's not it's not so much about how I miss it, but how much like I loved that experience, and um, specifically my routine when I went to LCS. Because you know, when I the deal was, you get there. Let's say the game was at two, you have to get there at noon to be able to film the team. So I would leave the house early, get there at eleven thirty because they they had all these fucking snacks. And in twenty nineteen, they actually had catering, so mm. I would go there eat all the food, and then go shoot. That's the best part. But then uh, they took catering away. I would go there with my with my 100 Thieves Windbreaker, and I would stuff, like, <laughs> Rice Krispie Treats and Cheez-Its in the pockets and, like, seltzer. And I don't know, man. I just miss, like I, – I just miss, like, the energy of that environment. And I, I feel like there there are just so many – so many different things that I wish, like I wish that I knew more about league when I started there mm. um, because so much cool shit happened that I just didn't understand. And now I feel like I'm at the height of my knowledge of league and I just have to experience it from my bedroom all the yeah. time. Yeah, no, that's was. a bummer.
0: Now I feel, I feel really fortunate to have been able to go as many times as I went, like mm. just through you because you, you know, we're working there. So you got the guest list spot and I was able to go, which is crazy because I Like League is also, um, it's been on my like vague list of things to talk about. So Mm -hmm. we're just talking about it now for for this show. Um, But the the, like ramp up of interest that we experienced. Like going from like no interest and just knowing that it's a game.
1: Negative interest, I would say. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Into trying it and feeling like defeated by it. And like, well, that's not for me, obviously. But I still remember like even though I hated the tutorial couldn't figure it out I still like had this like itch that I needed to like figure out like how does this game work like I want to know it so bad and I remember thinking it was so cool that like because you were there like weekly so then when I would go you'd like explaining stuff to me and that was how i got like some of my game knowledge is just like watching the pros and i'm getting to watch the pros like in person which is like insane like i think about people like lenny who you know have have been fortunate to come here but it's not easily accessible because he's in the middle of the country he's not in santa monica um and and to your point about about stuff in your your jacket full of food like when I would go, I couldn't go into that room obviously. And so you'd be like, you want anything? And just be like, yeah, whatever. And you come back and like <laughs> unload like bananas and fucking SIE bowls and whatever. It was awesome. Um, but yeah. And, and even like I, you know, you and I being musicians definitely love and can appreciate like live performances. And like whenever yeah. I go to a show, I think it's really cool if a band either at like a big show is like a cool light show or whatever. Yeah. Um, or if it's like a smaller show, if they have like a really cool presence, um, yeah. And the LCS is very much that, like I was always really impressed by um, the lighting and the way that like, when, you know, a team got the Baron or got the dragon, it was this big spectacle. And like, it, it really made you feel like you were a part of the experience instead of now. It's like, you're just watching it from home. And it's like, I, I, I know it's more important because I'm like invested in the community and, and the sport and everything. And like right now is playoffs, So like, I'm, I'm really invested and I'm like listening to everything I can. And, watching the games, but it, it isn't at face value more than just like a Twitch stream. yeah. Or just watch, like I watch a lot of league videos to try to learn stuff, and like I'm watching the the league videos by the small content creators on the same screen using the same app that I'm watching the yeah. playoffs, so it just, it's not as fulfilling, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I was thinking about that a lot recently with, um, with watching like Academy, for instance. Like I didn't play Academy, <laughs> mm-hmm. and obviously the biggest difference is like the skill level and whatever that these mm-hmm. people are able to pull off but I had that same feeling of like, what is the fucking difference? Like, it's just another game of league yeah. that I'm watching basically yeah. um, it, there. It is definitely much more of a spectacle, like going to the arena. Yeah. And I al- I also think about like back to my, my point about like, the connections and shit I made there. Like there are, I can just point to so many different instances with, with just tangential league shit that has like formed my current life. Right. Like I even think about when we went to most recently, when we went to, lcs and we couldn't get jeff in because like jeff wasn't on the list oh yeah like, thankfully i had made friends with a girl who was in charge of the list right and she just like let jeff in yeah um just and there was one time in the beginning of 2020 where i left my ronin just at the studio and i was like panicked and then i get a text from thor who i turned on to Pumpkin cream cold brew um and he was like yeah i got your thing don't worry about it you can come get it tomorrow like it just like all these little things like it, it yeah. really just felt like a place where people like took care of each other and like the community just felt so good which is obviously very different from like the League of Legends community at large mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah just the experience of going to the actual studio and and being there and I even think about dumb things like when I went there when I started going there they have fucking statues everywhere when like you yeah. walk in the front door they have this massive Thresh and yeah. like I didn't know who Thresh
0: was yeah no they have that they have the mural of the Honda player which I think yeah. was like Skarin at the time yeah um, I remember going into the like the the shop yeah which when it was the shop and thinking like that was i i so vividly remember this we walk in and they had like set like little the figures Mm -hmm. and one was fizz Mm -hmm. and this was early on for me so i didn't know every champ and i saw fizz and i thought it fits yeah and i was like dude it's it's fizz like it just it just made me think of something else that i really like and and i think league can do that and like you're saying with the connections um and just that whole experience like being in that building and then later that the shop turning into like a place where you could actually play league between games with other people and like make friends that way and it's all happening side by side with the pros getting interviewed it it yeah, just it's me, such a tight-knit
1: me doing a one v one against zag and just getting fucking right, shitted yeah.
0: on <laughs> um and and this is it's funny that we're talking about like your experience being away from the LCS because this past weekend was FlyQuest versus Team Liquid, mm-hmm. and Team Liquid is playing from their facility, mm-hmm. and FlyQuest is playing from their bedroom. Yeah, and FlyQuest won in like a pretty dominant way, which I think was surprising to a lot of people.
1: Yeah,
0: and i I was thinking the whole during that whole series, like, man, like I'm sitting on my bed in my room watching this, and they're yeah. sitting like a foot away. Like I can see this kid's bed. Yeah. And that just must be such a mental thing. Like, I'm obviously not a pro athlete. I'm not a pro esports person. Like, I don't know what that mentality is like, really. But I can't imagine that it's, it feels great to, like, be in that position. Like, you're away from the studio that you're used to. You're away from that environment where you thrive. And, like, the same thing's going on in the NBA. Like, I heard some of the um, commentators during the Celtics game yesterday talk about um, when they were deciding how to, make the bubble happen Mm -hmm. a lot of the teams felt that they wouldn't feel like they ever had home court advantage Mm -hmm. which is like a big mental Mm -hmm. thing and because the all the courts were just gonna have the NBA logo so they there were all these talks and design changes about like how are we gonna make it seem like one team is like at home Mm -hmm. and it ended up Mm -hmm. being like on the wall and Mm -hmm. your fans could come in like Cousins has been able to video in to like the Celtics game and stuff um, which is cool and and like I just I think it sucks that you know obviously they can't be in in the in the space that they want to be in LCS yeah. that is yeah. and thinking about like being FlyQuest and you know that Liquid your opponent is in the same room together yeah. and after the match they get to go have a face to face meeting yeah but they're in their bedrooms like yeah. separately that it just must be so weird and so I, I think about how this has all affected them and. These are probably thoughts they're having, like what you're
1: having. Just they miss that environment. Well, and I especially last, like last split when 100 uh, when Dignitas wasn't in their facility. Remember to like Zach would message us immediately after the game, right? he's Whereas, just on his computer. Yeah, and and like you know t- talking about routines, like the players, like like I know Zach in particular would get to the studio at like eight or nine a.m. and play a bunch of solo queue games there at the studio to get like warmed up. Oh really? Yeah, and then <clears throat> you know you chill, you just like sit there, drink coffee, whatever. You go to the stage, you play, you have a meeting after, you do fan meet. Like everything is so different, and the fan meet is something I want to talk about too in particular because. It never really mattered much to me, unfortunately, because I was like, well, or fortunately, I guess, because I was there, like, with the players. Mm-hmm. But just seeing the way, and I, I pulled up my computer, this this Cow uh, Alistar toy, because I just had this, I just had this very vivid memory. Is it in stock? Yeah, it's in stock. Um, I just had this very vivid memory of. There was a kid, there was a fan meet, and it was the last game, it was, like, raining, and uh, they had a fan meet inside in the studio, and this kid, like, came up to Zach with, like, a Vegeta Dragon Ball Z card and had okay. him sign that, and his friend had a Moo Cow Alist- Alistar thing that he, like, just bought in the shop yeah. for Zach to, to sign, and... Like that, that is one of the coolest things about esports is cause like, you know, if you buy a fucking ticket to an NBA game, you don't get to go have LeBron sign your ball after like, not
0: really. Yeah. Like,
1: I mean, unless you buy a fucking $300 ticket or something. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there was, there's not like VIP packages for fucking for LCS players. You know, it's like you buy the $30 ticket and then you can go to the fan meet and hug people and play or, mm. or hug people and take photos and whatever. And I, I, Something about that was just so special to me, like, seeing how, you know, not only the people at 100 Thieves who loved the game and whatever, but seeing these, like, random people who just had, like, such a strong connection. Like, people who would come take photos of Bang and be like, I just took a photo of Bang. Yeah. You know? And, like, right. meanwhile, I'm making fun of him for, like, a hickey on his neck. Yeah, right. Um, I, I don't know. I just think about how, how cool it is for so many of those people. And going to finals, I think about this must fucking blow for for all these players right now, when I went to finals in Detroit, like seeing people, Zach, who, who didn't even qualify for finals, people running up on him, wearing their CLG Afro jerseys, right. being like, dude, can I get a photo? And Zach is just like, the fucking mirror of the LCS, like he's stopping for everybody, yeah. we're like, dude, we gotta go, and he's like, you guys go, I'll be there. Yeah. Um, but just like seeing, that these people are like, are like literally fucking heroes, to these yeah. kids, you know? Um, And I just, LCS is just so fucking cool, if and when it comes back, which I it has to, they have a fucking like a multi-million dollar studio. Right. Um, You know, I, I really think that if you're interested in League of Legends at all, and you like the pro, pro scene, I know we have a lot of friends who, kind of lapsed on caring about the pro scene and then started caring about it again because of like us really we're giving a shit like about always it. always talking about it. Um, but if you can go to LCS, like 100% go. <laughs> if, you, if you don't think you have money, I'm sure we can work it out and get you in there. But it really is like so special. Like being in it's there. It's a really, really cool experience. Man, like I mean, we, would, we would make we like- We were going a, all the time too. Literally like two to three times a week, yeah. like minimum. And, and that was after like shooting it all fucking week. Like yeah. I just wanted, I was telling Owie like my, the other part of my routine was like, if we didn't have interviews to do, I would just put my camera away and then go sit in the audience and yeah. watch the games. Mm-hmm. And, and there were definitely some people I knew that were like a little jaded on it and like, oh, like I don't really give a shit about League. And I'm like, I really give a shit about League now. <laughs> I can't believe the boomerang I did. Yeah.
0: We are we are pretty new to it compared to a lot of our friends yeah. too. And like, we have friends that you know they say, oh yeah, I, I watched the pro scene like years ago and fell off and whatever. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. We, you and I are definitely like obsessed with it right now. Yeah. Um, and I, I do like that our, our obsession with it has like brought people sort of back like in, yeah. you know, in our discord, we watch the game sometimes yeah. you know, when it was a big game because yeah. that's who we want to win. But, um, yeah, no, I, I absolutely miss it too. I, I thought it was like such a cool place to go and like going out to dinner after and just like being around all
1: those people yeah. is crazy. Now think about, think about obviously our, our previous big esport obsession was Fortnite. Okay. Where where do you think this this ranks on your interest level? Like like do you think at the height of your interest in Fortnite, do you think that's higher or lower than your current interest in league?
0: For my interest in the pro scene or playing it or all both. things? I mean both. Cuz you
1: gave a shit about the pro scene of Fortnite way more than I did. I did, yeah. Um I think the quality of my
0: interest is higher for League because well, I I feel like more connected to it.
1: Okay. Like, like, like you, like your, the quality of your interest. Like, do you mean you like your personal investment?
0: Maybe, yeah. Cause I, I think about when I was watching the Fortnite
1: stuff. Yeah. And
0: I like, there were like a couple of people I gave a shit about. Mm hmm. And if they weren't playing, mm-hmm. I was just watching other people play for the sake of it. Mm. But now I feel like I'm in—I'm more invested in more parts of LCS. Like, yeah. and I honestly just think like League is a way cooler game now. And like when I was at the height of my my Fortnite obsession, definitely would have said Fortnite was better. But that's because I had never played League at the time. Yeah. But I'm just thinking about like the strategy and. The information of league and just like everything that it takes to like pull off a single thing in that game. Yeah. Not saying that Fortnite is bad. Fortnite definitely has strategy and meta and whatever, but like, <clears throat> like right now I'm thinking, you know, if uh, Booga is he still like the top Fortnite guy? I don't know. Let's let's say it's Booga or Tfue yeah. or Cloak or whoever. Yeah. They're still playing, and I'm not trying to knock Fortnite. I'm just explaining why I think League is is cooler to me right now. They're still playing the one character that the game offers, yeah. trying to get the one loadout that's the best loadout, yeah. and honestly just farming for however long until it's the final circle. And yeah. then, you know, incredibly impressive work by them to do the building and stuff that it takes. Like, it's it's impressive to be good at that game. But with League, it's like, I, I can give a shit about players on every team for different reasons. Yeah. I can think like, oh, is FBI, who's like, not my favorite AD Carry or whatever, but like I know that he's good. Like, yeah. it, who is he gonna pick? What's the pick ban system? Is he good on this champ? Who's Zach gonna play against this? Like, how does the counter thing work? Like, yeah. I just think there's for me there's more to be invested in, so I do care more. Yeah. Um, I was definitely like going crazy for the Fortnite stuff, but that was like all we were playing, so that was yeah. just the content I was consuming. Yeah. Um, which is why I I think the answer is League. Yeah, the, but it's tough to say.
1: The other thing about League that I was thinking about uh, thinking about a lot lately is the, and this was like going to be part of what I brought up earlier was the, uh, just the world building that they do. Like yeah, oh the, yeah, like the cinematics, the
0: cinematics, the lore. I've got the book that you got me the about lore, all the different regions,
1: like fucking <clears throat> pentakill, KDA, yeah. true damage. Like
0: there's more to be invested in. Yeah, and like when I was when I was on my Fortnite kick. I was, sure, I was watching the pro scene. Mm-hmm. I was watching a couple of different streamers like HD, Dakotas, Yellow, whoever. But I was just watching them stream like norms. Yeah. Whereas now, when I'm trying to, le- when I'm like in a league mood, which is constantly, yeah. I'm looking up like tutorials yeah. and I'm like trying to figure out how to get better and I'm trying to figure out how to counter pick and who counters who and like what items to build and the different builds. Like it's not, yeah. it's not just like, Watching a twitch stream and being like oh, he just built that thing in Fortnite." That's like a good way to do it Which is something that happened and how I got better at building was watching them built mm-hmm. But now I like actively seek ways to get better instead yeah. of just seeking the
1: content Yeah Well, and I think the other thing too is like with league. I don't or sorry with Fortnite, It was really fun to watch Daquan go into a normie aim and get yeah. like 30 kills, right? Of course, it's not interesting to watch fucking Zach play 80 carry in a norm game no diss and just like get 30 kills because it's like yeah man you're a professional player right I hope you could beat this kid that's iron Yes. but it is really cool to watch him play a challenger ranked game be Mm -hmm. like whoa he got 10 ults off on pike this game
0: 10 ults off or like even like one cool thresh play and like that's the talk of that game or whatever it's it's really cool I think there's I think there's it's way more in depth yeah Which is why I kind of use the word quality is like there's just more to care about and there's more to like process. Mm. Um, And I I think my my obsession is is higher with League right now because. Just because of the learning curve. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, my fucking bullet spray didn't hit because of RNG. It's like, no, I fucked that up because I fucked up that right. combo
1: well and it was funny because but we were still playing Fortnite when i started to play league mm-hmm. and i could tell through playing league i that i was getting better about at Fortnite because league is so much about like critical thinking and communication yeah. like part of oops part of it is definitely like can i do this thing that i'm sending off to do like mechanics are a massive part but so much more of the game is information like i remember there was one particular time you and i were at lucky landing and we saw a dude land and it was very much just like, okay, that guy is going to land there and definitely go to the middle. So we should build around so we have a better position on him to shoot him. Versus what we probably done before, just like let's rush that and try to right, kill the yeah. guy because we know where he is right now. Yes. Versus yeah. like, what is he going to do? And league is so much more about that critical thinking. Yeah. You know. Um. But yeah, that was just I was thinking about that. It was perfectly timed yesterday. Just thinking about LCS and how much I miss it. And I um, can't wait to go back. Yeah. Hopefully. I, I, I really hope that they actually get us back in there. Yeah. like it's just I, I can't imagine how much money they're losing right right now right so yeah that's lcs for me what do you got this week
0: um it's not as like heartfelt but it is literally what i'm obsessed with this week okay <laughs> which is batman comics i'm just i can't get enough of them I reading them seen that coming. yeah so <laughs> let me let me give everyone just a little little info because i actually i found out even more stuff uh just quick my break, there's like a huge bug on the wall. <laughs> mm. This is evil, man. Yeah, that it came is, from the roof. Maybe that's the critter from the roof that you're always hearing. That is big. That should, big. I,
1: should I try to kill it?
0: I think it's going to be too much work to get up from the table, but maybe
1: that's a good point. We'll, we'll see.
0: We'll keep an eye on it. Oh boy. Okay, <clears throat> for fans of the HQ boys, you saw us react to Gotham Knights. Mm-hmm. And you saw most of the boys, except for me, react to the Batman trailer. Mm. I try to stay away from movie trailers for personal reasons. But since that, I have been on a huge Batman kick. And I've known about DC Universe, which is an app and a subscription service that um, they have where you just get basically every fucking comic that DC has ever published and written and whatever.
1: It's, it's every comic without...
0: It is. Wait, what? I said without restriction. Pretty much. There's there's some stories that are missing. Like one of the most uh, like critically acclaimed Batman um, comic arcs is the Killing Joke, which is a Joker mm. story, obviously. Mm. And it's like one of the most famous like Joker stories, and that is not on the app for some reason. Have you read it? I have not read it. Um, I don't know why it's not on the app, but they have basically everything else. They also have like almost every DC movie. The bug is getting so much closer to you.
1: I'm scared. Here, you keep talking about Batman. I'm going to... This is a one-man podcast while I try to murder the bug.
0: Okay. Sean's going to murder the bug. For those of you at home uh, listening in your car, don't be alarmed if you hear a slap or a scream. But anyway, <clears throat> um, the DC Universe app, it's great. It has movies. It has shows. It has... I can't... I just got to wait a second to, until we deal with the bug. Oh! Oh, it's flying. It flew over towards me. <laughs> Okay, there's a bug, everybody. It's the size of my fucking thumb. Um, This is what I choose to try to kill. That's what we pack the HQ cups with. I'm worried. Okay. Sorry about that interruption. There's a big bug. I've been on a big Batman kick. DC Universe subscription service. They've got... Yeah, this is the one. They've got um, shows. They've got movies. They've got... uh, like, Bat, like all of the Batman, the animated series, which is amazing. They've got all the new Batman stuff. They've got the fucking heart, the new Harley Quinn show.
1: And oh, oh, it's a multimedia. It's not just the comics. Yeah. Oh, it's oh.
0: and it's like they've like I'm talking. They got like Justice League, the movie, which is bad, but like stuff that new. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And all the old shows, which like Batman Beyond, uh, the Adventures of Batman, New Adventures of Batman. They got Batman. <laughs> Uh, the the yes. Batman. Yes. They got
1: new shows. The <laughs> adventures of Batman. They've got it all, man.
0: And I'm I'm like obsessed, dude. And so what I used to do. So comics. Listen, comic heads might beef me on this. Yeah. But comics are like kind of expensive. So yeah. a weekly thing, five bucks. They're like five bucks. Yeah. And like years and years ago, I wasn't trying to spend five bucks like a week on this like twelve page 20 page like quick read thing yeah. you know what i mean yeah for sure it's, and that is weird to me even being the collector that i am like i would love a fucking room full of comics yeah. like i do love the physical version but it was just like not an expense i could yeah. do at the time which uh when i when i first started like really diving into to dc comic stuff it was probably like 2012 2013 and the way that it worked then was there was still an app and you could get the comics digitally but it was not a subscription so mm-hmm. you had to buy them individually oh not great. And uh, some were free, like old golden era <laughs> stuff. Some of the new stuff that they were trying to like really promote was free. So I would read that. And this was right around when the new 52 was coming out. Do you know what the new 52 is? So the no. new 52 years ago, DC did this whole overhaul reboot. The bug's near us. <laughs> man, just tried to karate kid the, the bug away. It's near us, man. They, DC did this whole overhaul of like everything and they brought yeah. back like old Comics and heroes, and they and new stories and old stories and whatever for um, what was called the New Fifty Two, and they picked fifty two like different comics. They were going to reboot. They did like oh yeah, they did like fifty two weeks, which is a year. Yeah, and um, from that, the first (laughs) story arc for the Batman comics, just Batman, was the Court of Owls. Oh, and if you'll remember Gotham Knights, at the end they tease the Court of Owls being the villain, and the Court of Owls is really cool because. It was like a newer villain, really cool twists and turns in the story, really interesting take on like Batman and the Gotham sort of world. Mm. And, uh, when, when it was happening, I got the first couple for free, uh-huh. not the rest of them. So I never finished it. Mm. And then the other day I was doing research on the app and it was like, you know, you get a week trial, it's eight bucks a week or eight bucks a month rather That's not, f- eight, not <laughs> more God. than one comic. No, $8 a month. Um, and so I was like, you know what, I'm like, I'm going to finish Court of Owls. Like I've never finished, it's like 24 uh, comics or whatever. And so I just like read it all in like that night and like the next day I just like uh, breezed through it and it was awesome. It was like, like I remembered everything that I like felt when I was first reading it and then it, I just got to like continue it and like have that that closure with that story. And there are so many stories that I've wanted to read um and what i used to do back like in high school living on cape is i would go to barnes and noble Mm -hmm. in in the mall and i would read the comics like in the comic section i was like one of those kids that just sat there and like read like when my parents were at the mall or whatever yeah um but those were like they were like 35 like graphic novels are can can be expensive yes oh right so i was reading like the trade like the big collection of these stories and they're like long because it's collections of comics so I could never like finish anything that I started um, and I wasn't there on my own I was like with my parents So then when I had to go I had to go and so I was I was really just finding uh like artwork that I thought was really cool one of the coolest um pieces of of art in the comics that I found was one of the Batman stories the long Halloween Mm -hmm. and so that was right as soon as I finished Court of Owls the other day the first thing I jumped into was the long Halloween and it just was like amazing and and it was like everything that i hoped it would be especially after like years of wanting to read it yeah and then so of course i do my like obsessive deep dive on like give me more by this author because that one's done by jeff loeb and tim sale who like partnered up to do it and i found out they've got like a whole wikipedia page just on stuff they've done together because Mm. that's such a critically acclaimed story so they've done stuff for spider-man they've done stuff for captain america they've done stuff for superman which i'm going to talk about in a second and it turns out that the long halloween actually had three prequels oh. technically that they did before the long Halloween existed, but those were so successful yeah. that they were given like the green light to make the yeah. long Halloween. So I went back and I read those. They're called the haunted night. Mm-hmm. They were a yearly Halloween special. Oh, that's sick. And you know, Halloween's like pretty cool. Gotham and Halloween's like pretty cool combo. So I read those three. And so then I got the prequel to the long Halloween and then they made a sequel, which is dark victory. Mm. And I read that mm. and I'm just like, busting through all these and then it turns out they made like a sequel sequel about Catwoman during those stories because she's in there but then she disappears for a bit so they tell her perspective and so i'm i'm like reading these like we're playing league i die i'm reading the comic we're in between games i'm reading the comic i go to bed i'm reading i'm just like reading it and the app is really great for a lot of reasons one you can do like panel by panel mode oh that's cool so it shows you like the way you're supposed to read it and it's cool because it'll like Reveal stuff as if you're watching like a show like yeah. someone will be talking off screen But you just see the text bubble oh, and then it reveals sick. who it is because oh. it's like that's cool. the way the motion works Yeah, it's it's really freaking sweet man, and They save your place like obviously because it's 2020 this app like actually gets it right They save your place like no matter what device I'm on if I'm on yeah. my fucking PC if I'm on my phone like Pick like I was reading it before we went to In and Out the other night on my mm-hmm. computer. We got in the car and I was just like right there. Mm-hmm. So they make it super easy. And honestly, I didn't know if I was going to continue the subscription. Yeah. Because I just thought like, oh, I'll just binge all the shit I want to read. Yeah. And then I'll do it. But I'm just like so hooked that I let it the the yeah. free trial go and I got charged like this morning the eight bucks or whatever. <laughs> but I've been like, I've really been enjoying it and and I think it's a good service. Um, and so then. I was a little confused about like one thing in The Long Halloween. I was like, Mm. what was that character doing? So I look it up, and guess what? I found out Mm. they are making an animated movie of The Long Halloween. And the DC animated films are like really good. And I watched one last night and this morning because I finished reading Year One, which is like this other critically acclaimed Batman story, um, sort of about the origin of Batman. Mm. And I watched the movie that they made like right after I read it last night, Mm. and it's like spot on like they really do the comic justice mm-hmm. in this animated film because it's just this one short it's like a four comic thing so the mm-hmm. movie's like an hour long mm-hmm. and having read it and then watched it you can tell they just like made it exactly the yeah. way it's supposed to be because it's animated so yeah. they can right and i'm like super stoked for the long halloween because not only is that a story i was really interested in and now i finally read and i am just like in love with it but I get to have it in this like other medium that I really care about, and I imagine it'll be available
1: mm-hmm. on the
0: app. I guess it's not coming out till next summer, um, mm-hmm. but if it's successful, which I imagine it will be, yep. they'll probably do one for Dark Victory, which is the mm-hmm. sequel, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um,
1: and so yeah, I, go I have so many questions. So yeah, because okay, let's start with it's really surprising to me to hear that you're reading things out of order and not in in, mm. in any particular order because mm. that is not how you do things. No, yeah. So, like, ac- let's yeah. let's start Let's there. talk
0: about that because
1: this is something important to talk about.
0: So, I think I just got, like, really wrapped up in, like, oh, there's so much I want to do. Mm-hmm. I might as well just, like, jump in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that, like, comics work, there's, like, thousands and thousands of, issues and whatever and there's different story arcs and like of course certain story arcs will go in certain orders something that I definitely knew years ago and forgot recently is that the long Halloween takes place after year one okay year one like I was saying it's just a short like four um, issue arc Mm -hmm. by Frank Miller who also did um, the Dark Knight Returns um, which is a comic and I'm going to talk about how this all relates to the Nolan movies I'm sure everyone there knows but I'll just explain it a little more in a second but when I was reading The Long Halloween and then when I looked up the thing that I didn't understand and I found out the information about the movie coming out Mm -hmm. the article was like um, you know just like when they made Batman year one a movie out of the thing Mm -hmm. which was also the like precursor to the universe of Long Halloween and I was like, oh fuck, I forgot. And I felt like really worried about having read stuff out of order. And so I went and I read year one, like the next day. And it's all the same uh characters mm-hmm. and like villains and stuff. And it's it's sort of like the the origin of like why the stuff in Long Halloween happens. And I was like, Oh, Long Halloween makes a lot more sense. I definitely wish I read them in the other order, but I was just like too excited to jump into the thing I wanted to read.
1: But a lot of the times your your uh like Staunch needing to do yeah. things in a chronological order will prevent you from ever doing it doing it Yeah, so do you think now maybe there's a door has
0: been opened to a door has maybe been opened but So two two things yeah. uh, both sides of, the, of this coin. I guess yeah one it's still just Batman, like I know the origin, no yeah. matter like who tells it. It's like it's still his parents died. He becomes he goes and trains and he becomes Batman. And yeah. like I know all the villains. Yeah. So it's not like I read the long Halloween and was like, How is Batman Batman? And then like read the origin and was like, Oh, that's how Batman's Batman. Because mm-hmm. you just know. It's like general knowledge. Mm-hmm. And um, but the other thing is now that I messed it up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I am trying to be more mindful of it. <laughs> Which is bad.
1: I just feel like you get in your own way in terms I, oh, of, of enjoying do.
0: it. Yeah, like I like I can't play you know certain video games because it's the fourth one, even though it's unrelated. I feel like I gotta play the other three or whatever. Yeah. Like that was what stopped me from playing um, God of War, mm-hmm. like the newest God of Wars. I was like, well, do I have to play the other three? And everyone's like, no. And I was like, but I think I do. Yeah. Um, maybe a door has been opened, but like I was saying, the the stories are they like they can be their own self contained thing and because they don't always happen like in the same universe it's like fine Mm -hmm. like I feel like I feel like if anything's gonna be well but I'm sure there's arguments for this for like certain video games but if anything's gonna be the exception to my chronological order rule Mm -hmm. comics would get the most leeway because you could read You know, if we're talking about like Iron Man or something, you could read an Iron Man comic that's like the origin through like a certain villain. Mm -hmm. But there's also probably this alternate universe Iron Man where there's certain things that are just common knowledge, like his origin or whatever. And you can just experience
1: that one story. But think about like, think about Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Is the prequel to Red Dead Redemption 1. Yeah. There may be like certain things that are, we talked about this the other day. Fuck, what did I just do? Well, We're talking about Final Fantasy 14, right? Mm-hmm. Like in Final Fantasy 14, I'm meeting all these things that are called primals, which are just like summons that fight along you in other games. And so Jair's like, Yo, that's fucking that's Ifrit from Final Fantasy 3. And I'm like, That doesn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. But if I play Final Fantasy 3, that's gonna be really cool to see mm-hmm. Ifrit mm-hmm. because to me, that shit works both ways. Same thing in Red Dead 2. Like there are characters that are like so much different and prominent in Red Dead 1. But seeing them for the first time in Red Dead 2, I'm like, Red Dead 2 is still one of my favorite games of all time, you know? It's like the – it, it kind of just goes both ways. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Um, and, like,
0: that, that sort of happened with, with The Long Halloween and Year One where I read all of The Long Halloween. And, and just because I know, like, how storytelling works and how comics work, like, I just have to accept that certain characters are certain characters and they're going to behave the way that they behave based on – who they are yes. right so there's like um the the Falcone family is like mm-hmm. the the bad guy of the Long Halloween they're just this crime family mm-hmm. from Italy to Gotham whatever nice. so you just accept that they're doing crime because they're doing crime like right. that's just how it's always been right but when you go back and you read year 1 mm-hmm. which is the precursor to the Long Halloween even though it's different authors also mm-hmm. um you see sort of the you see those characters get introduced for the first time and experiencing it that way, I was like, oh, that's why this dude, Johnny Vitti, I was like, that's why he's in Long Halloween doing what he's doing because of this thing I found out in year one. So I I personally definitely would have preferred to see it in in the proper order, especially Really, since,
1: though, because to me, it's like, oh, that's really cool now well, so it, understand. Well, and it is cool. It is like, cool. It, to me, it's almost cooler that way. Really? Because, yeah, because like, okay, you see... You see something happen to a guy, and yeah. then you're like, oh, of course he's going to be bad. Yeah. But you see a guy who's bad, yeah. and then you see the flashback, and you're like, mm. oh, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. No,
0: and, and that's fair. And and I'm not like – I wouldn't say I'm, like, upset that I experienced it this way. And I think, like I was saying, this, this can be the exception. Mm. And, like, some of the other, like, big stories that I want to read are, like, The Killing Joke. There's yeah. one called Hush. Um, the Dark Knight Returns is this, like, crazy important one where it's, like, old Batman. Mm-hmm. But, like – the thing about that is he's like this old Batman, mm-hmm. as opposed to in these stories, he's like young Batman, like first, like 25 years old Batman. He's not like this old, like beaten dude. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't really feel like I need to read everything that happens between those yeah. because it's like decades of work. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, at but a maybe, point
1: you just got to give it up.
0: <laughs> right. And just like read the the self-contained stories. But maybe yeah. I read Dark Knight Returns, which is the the like old, old guy Batman one. And then I, I find out through my research of that one that I'm sure will happen because I can't do anything without, like, researching every little detail about it. Yeah. And it'll be like, oh, The Dark Knight Returns, like, picks up off of whatever arc. And then I go read that and I find out things. And I'll think it's cool, just like yeah. I did with, with year one of this. So this could yeah. be the what breaks me of my chronological order
1: Chronological disease. need. Yeah. So my, my other question is... Yeah. When we were all doing uh, like a year, two years ago now, maybe we were all doing a little book club Mm. and I was the only person I was like, I'm just gonna read the book on my phone and my iPad and whatever. Mm. Everyone was like, Oh no, I can't. People who tell me it pisses me off so much. People are like, I can't read a book on my phone. Bitch, you read Twitter 10 hours a day, right? It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. But you were one of the people that was like, no, I can't read a book on my phone, but you've been reading fucking hours and hours of the comics. I cannot read manga on my phone because of specifically The I can read on my iPad no problem, but the the panel movement is Mm -hmm. nightmarish because you're like zoomed in, you gotta like scroll all around. Mm -hmm. So is it is it the fluidity of the app that lets you do that, or or now is this another thing? Maybe you'll you'll read on devices now because we were reading Solo Leveling, sure you know. Yeah, no, I I do think that
0: the the fluidity of the app is a huge thing, and like Mm -hmm. I'll show you later just the way that it. It sounds. I, I imagine you could you you can probably just imagine it, but it is really cool. Because you just tap and it shows you like exactly what you're supposed to look at next.
1: Is it formatted to the screen? Like are you reading it vertical or horizontal? You could do either. But how are you doing it? Horizontal that makes more sense because the panels are horizontal right typically yeah. yeah newer comics
0: are like less I mean all comics are kind of like this but they're a little more abstract where like art can splash over panels yeah, and yeah. it's like this big thing and and sometimes like when it's important to see the whole page
1: they'll yeah. show you the whole page mm-hmm. of course that's cool
0: and I'll like flip it if I need to mm-hmm. um, but it is cool to see like it's kind of hard to describe but it's like it feels like you're getting the motion mm. that the artists wanted you to see. Mm, mm, mm. So where, you know, obviously superhero comics are going to have a lot of action yeah. motion in it. Um, Like there was one scene where Batman and Catwoman are falling mm. and he's like trying to chase her. She's trying to get away. Mm. And the way that it like went from like section to section, it was like you saw the way that she dove into what he did to chase her into mm. the way he was falling, not really diving anymore and, like, just the way that they're, and, you know, a lot of credit goes not even to just the, the app people that did this, but also, like, the comics really lend themselves in their art style to yeah. this. Like, where the text box is, and then, like, so you basically, you see her fall, you see, like, the text box, you see him falling, mm. and then it zooms out, and you get the whole image, and it's like, oh, uh, this is, it, it just, sick. it's really cool. But, like, that was just one where you needed to see the full image to get the context yeah. of it, and to, like, see the you know, the danger of the act that they're in, but it it really does feel like a movie. Mm. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm like totally opposed to reading a book on my phone right now. It, I don't know if it would be as, um, if I would be as glued to it. Definitely not as interactive. And, and I think that's, that's part of it is if I'm reading like just a page of text, Mm -hmm fine Mm. not saying I'm not interested by that but I can (laughs) I can like easily slide over to Instagram Twitter whatever whereas this is such like a you're just reading one sentence at a time seeing one clip of art at a time so you're just like going Mm. and going and going it's like a slideshow Mm. whereas you know maybe I read half a page of like little text on my phone and I'm like well I I just go to Twitter right now and like see something cooler but this I'm I'm definitely more like bought into Mm. the storytelling Mm. Um, and I feel like when I wanted to read the physical book, mm. part of like wanting to own the book, but even I was like going to the library and getting some of the books, but just knowing that I was like not doing phone time, mm. I was doing like book
1: time mm. kept me off of but those how, apps. But how is that different from, I guess, I guess, I guess the, the price is also a little bit restrictive when it comes to comics. Yeah. But, but I, 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 there are some parallels here for sure. Because to me, it's way cooler to own a bunch of comics than it is to own like one book, mm. especially when you think about a book, like book got no art. Book is whack. <laughs> it's just the Book cover. Is whack, you know.
0: I would prefer to own, like, the graphic novels and the trades of the comics. Like, it's, yeah. like if, if there was a comic that was out, like, right now that I was, like, super interested in and it was, like, that was, like, my thing. Every week I bought this comic, which, like, mm-hmm. I could do now. Yeah. Then maybe, I well, I can't because I'm not going to the fucking bookstore. There's a comic
1: store right down the road from us.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll go. I'll risk it. <laughs> risk I don't know.
1: <laughs> um But
0: But I, I would love to own... own Graphic novels, but yeah. I, I think I do prefer if I'm going to be honest and reading them on your phone, reading them on my phone because yeah. of the motion of it, yeah. which is opposite reading a real book. I'd rather yeah. read a real book in person cause I have like the physical, I just like reading like a physical book, but then the motion of the comic is really good.
1: But, <laughs> but see to me, like there's the, to me there's no difference because mm-hmm. it's just like, it's, it's either words on a page or words on the screen. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Comics definitely I – th- I think I would also prefer to read the comics on the phone because it sounds, like, so cool. To me, the biggest thing when it comes to reading books is, like, I'm a person that, like, I, I will do oftentimes whatever is, like, the, you know, fucking Occam's razor. Like, the simplest answer is the best one. So, right. for me, if I have the book in my pocket or the book on my iPad – and I have any fucking book on my iPad, then I'll read it. Sure. But if I, you know, I got to put the book in my backpack, Mm -hmm. left the book at home. Now I can't read it, Mm -hmm. you know, because I mean, think about the convenience of the comic app. Like you, it just literally didn't matter if you were playing league or in the car, in and out, like you could just read the comic. Same thing for me in the book. Like I now lately have been reading a book uh, during uh, night, night time (laughs) where I just read on my phone and I fall asleep. And to me, it, it was really funny hearing you say all the things you like about, the, the comic because it's all the shit that I like about reading the book on my mm. phone. Keeps my place automatically. Yep. Change the text size so my eyes hurt. Make mm-hmm. the screen brighter, dimmer, whatever. like mm-hmm. I really fucking hate when people tell me, oh, I can't read a book on my phone. I'm like, dude, what do you fucking mean? All you do is reach out on your phone all day long. Yeah. It's like, it's just not, it's nicer. And, and I, I definitely get the point about distraction, but mm-hmm. like you can get distracted reading the comic too. Just D&D that bitch. Do not disturb. I really should do a whole <laughs> thing on Do Not Disturb okay. because- We'll talk about League again. Do not disturb and mute all in League are the exact same function insofar as when you turn it on, you forget that it's on. Like when I, when my phone is in Do Not Disturb, I just won't get a text for like 45 minutes and I'm yeah. like, whoa. And then I open up my text app and I got like 400 text messages. Right. Same thing with mute all. In League. You hit mute all and you're like, my team's really quiet right now. Right. And then you're yeah. like, oops. Um, yeah, I I don't know, I, I'm but I'm happy to hear that you're you're enjoying it because the it sounds really cool. You've definitely been super bought in, and also I have a little present for you over here. I was able to get the Killing Joke. Oh
0: fuck yeah! I was gonna look it up and and see if we could do that, but yeah, that's a good present. Um, yeah, it's been really sweet, and and reading these older ones, what's what's been really cool is seeing the inspiration for some of my favorite like modern day mm-hmm. Batman stuff. So mm-hmm. Nolan, the three Nolan films are, are excellent. And I'm seeing the origins of the ideas. So there's like a scene, there's a scene in the dark Knight when like Joker's burning money mm-hmm. in the warehouse, mm-hmm. like pretty iconic scene. It's obviously been memed to death, mm-hmm. but you, there's a, a scene in long Halloween where the people doing that are actually Batman and Harvey Dent. Oh. And like you, you just see the same image that you see in the dark Knight, but mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's where that idea came from. And it, Nolan and, and all the directors and writers and producers of that have cited these, like, famous works of Batman as the inspiration, but it's cool to see how they applied yeah. those, like, themes and, um, like, apply those, like, sort of character origins and, like, reasons for certain things. And it reminds me of um, when, like, y- this is years and years ago. It's probably, like, 2009 or 10. I, like you know, really big into hip hop around this time, obviously still am, but like, you know, listening to everything that was coming out Mm -hmm. and went back and was like, Oh, I should go listen to like old Mm outcast one day. Mm -hmm. Just like, I I liked outcast. I just had never like really dove into their like older parts of their discography Mm -hmm. and hearing like so many different things that all these newer artists lifted from them. I was just like, Holy shit. Like these guys are the inspiration here. And it, this is like seeing the, the prequel yeah, yeah. to whatever but yeah. this is really like that where I was like wow like I'm you know big fan of modern day Batman always been interested in older Batman just haven't like done it yeah. go back and I just see all of the inspiration for yeah. it has been has been really interesting
1: now is there any part of you that's worried you're gonna get burnt out on Batman maybe next new series burnt out on Batman before the new movie in Gotham Knights honestly no Okay. Like, maybe into no. Yeah. Because,
0: because here's what I'm thinking. Like, maybe I'll get burnt out and I'll be like, oh, well, I don't want to read that many comics this week because I read 18 yeah. comics or whatever. Yeah. But I, I don't, like, I'm always going to want to watch the new Batman movie.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, listen, I'm not fucking walking around looking for a girl that, like, acts like Harley Quinn. I'm not making TikToks unless, acting like the Joker. Unless. Like, I don't think I'm Batman. I don't, like, I'm not <laughs> trying to sound like the most, like, fucking. Freaky Batman guy, yeah. Like, cause those people exist. Yeah. Not trying to sound like that, Mm. but like, I'm always gonna watch the new movie. Yeah. And and you know, people are saying, oh, why don't you want to watch the trailer? First of all, I like going into movies blind, but also like, I don't need to be sold on that movie. Yeah. Which trailers like that's kind of their purpose is to sell you on the movie. It's like part of it. I just know that I'm gonna want to watch it. Mm. And the new Batman game like looks awesome. Mm. I love video games. I love Batman. Like, unless I'm fucking like, if I read 500 comics the week that it comes out and it, i'm nauseous from looking at batman i'm not going to mm-hmm. want to read it i don't think i'm going to get to that point
1: dude you did miss a really good meme though based it was based on league of legends this is perfect for this episode it was a batman it was a from the batman the trailer it, yes there, there's a there's a scene in the trailer this isn't spoiler he's punching people surprise sure. okay yeah and and it was it was tsm's face okay uh, sorry tsm's logo over his face and he's punching a bunch of people, and it was like Cloud Nine. Yeah. Like okay. And I was like, man, I wish I could send this to Nick. Yeah. No, that's funny. Um,
0: no, it's it's cool. Like, right now, I don't feel like stopping. Yeah. <laughs> Just gonna keep going. And like, there's so many on the app there, and on HBO now because they like have a deal with DC. Mm-hmm. There's so many of the animated movies that like I I have on my Mac, but like there's new ones that I don't have and yeah. I want to watch. But just reading and then watching them like this is kind of my what I want to do right now. So I'm doing it
1: So to anybody who's interested in starting let's say you let's say you've sold some people. Yeah. on Batman Where yeah. should they start They They want down the app get their seven-day free trial What's the first thing they should read?
0: If if you are like if you already know Batman, mm-hmm. which I imagine everyone does mm-hmm. like You thought you didn't you, you know his his whole thing. Yeah, if you know Batman and you want like a, a sort of real world story I would probably go with the Long Halloween yeah. cuz that that's something that I also like is like some of the Batman shit is like really otherworldly and like some of the villains are a little too out there and whatever yeah. I do much prefer the 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 real like human villains and the psychological uh, yeah. stories and whatever and if you like like a crime drama the Long Halloween is just about this crime family that's like trying to get away with shit and the villains get like all the iconic villains get involved and Batman gets involved of course so like if you want just this kinda like not outlandish story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with in my opinion excellent artwork and a good like good places to go from there, whether you want more backstory or more in the future, mm-hmm. the Long Halloween's like probably the place to go. Cause you can get the you can get like prequel stuff, you can get sequel stuff, and you get introduced to like a really good author and artist Hmm. who partnered up and then like i went and tried to read their superman one i'm not a huge superman fan Hmm. i think he's like fine their superman one wasn't really for me i was reading it in the car the other day for in and out and i just stopped because i was like i'm also like in the mood for batman like so whatever yeah um but you know maybe you're a big spider-man fan you go read long halloween you're like holy shit i gotta read these guys work on spider-man and so you want to do that but if you want newer stuff definitely read Court of Owls because it's like a really cool take, really cool revamp, really cool villain and like system that they set up to uh, sort of push the the lore of Gotham into places that it hadn't like really gone before, mm-hmm. uh, which is I think sweet and it'll get you hopefully gassed up for Gotham Knights where they teased.
1: Is Gotham Knights the first time that the Court of Owls has appeared in media outside of the comics?
0: Not sure, because I, I didn't play Arkham Knight, which came out after Court of Owls, uh, so maybe there's, like, something in there, um, and I do not think that, well, okay, actually, no, they're in, I think it's in Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths or something, there's a movie where, uh, Talon, which is one of the Court of Owls mm-hmm. guys, um, is in that
1: there. I guess there are some Easter eggs in Arkham Knight, but nothing, nothing. Yeah,
0: no, but in, in one of the, I think it's justice league crisis on infinite earths. I think that's the title of it. Um, basically there's like the justice league and then there's like chalk justice league. It's like the evil parallel to them. And Talon is, who is like the court vowels, like, um, assassin guy is like in that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that specific character from that specific movie follows the exact, origin of the court of owls arc from the new 52 but it's like it's the
1: same guy Hmm. makes sense yeah well everybody that was this week's episode of that rules talking about lcs and batman devin i'm so sorry to you every week the thumbnails are just fucking impossible (laughs) i think this week it's a photo of me and a photo of nick and a photo of afrimu in the middle with the batman mask on okay i like this that's gonna get some clicks for sure Okay, I'm down. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for supporting the show. If you like what we're doing here, please go to espionagevr.com and use code HQ15 for some of the best shirts on the net. If you're reading this, or sorry, reading, talking about comics so much, if you're watching this uh, the week of September 1st, my clock's all fucked up over here, um, Hoseon has some brand new Final Fantasy gear. It's insane. It's so wow. fucking good. Final so Fantasy good. Tactics, Final Fantasy Seven, Final Fantasy Eight, Final Fantasy 10 Let's go. Um, Is it still up? Yeah. I could buy it right now. You could. Maybe yeah. I will. Yeah. Use code HQ fifteen, please. Okay. Um, everybody, thank you so much for uh hanging out with us. You can subscribe to us on Twitch or OnlyFans, HQ Boys. Sorry, the OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash the HQ Boys. You can get ac- early access to bloopers, behind the scenes, new pilots, new shows, and uh we can keep doing this because we gotta pay rent tomorrow. Woof. Peace.